Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbaji for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Odekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH 11 7EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. That's why in this church we don't raise any special offering. If you give, if God tells you to give one pound, that one pound can be multiplied into a million to do a billion things. Have you noticed we don't raise offering to buy anything in this church? We don't put pressure on anyone. No, that's not, you don't want to come to church and you are thinking, today are they going to raise a special offering? <laughs> today what, what special offering are they going to raise? Special offering from Psalm 121. <laughs> Give a 121 pounds offering. No, we don't do that. We want you to come to church, you know, without any pressure. All right, are you ready for the word? I have a very short word for us today. And then after the word, uh, we want to take time to pray uh, into covenant. And I believe that God will really bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12. The book of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I read, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. We have been looking at a series this month titled Living Sacrifice. Living Sacrifice. And we have uh, from, from the first Sunday of this month up till now, we have laid foundations as to the kind of sacrifice that God wants and expects from us. So today is a concluding part. Today is part four of living sacrifice. And today we want to go a little bit further and look at you as a child of God and what God expects of you. 
Now, we did state from the beginning that in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, God was taken from his people um, dead sacrifice. What they were offering were dead animals. And remember, we looked at how the high priest uh, sacrificed in the olden days where uh, before they bring their offering, they'll bring the lamb, if it's a lamb, to the high priest or they have to examine the lamb thoroughly to make sure that there is no blemish or spot. And even though uh, God is not going to eat that lamb, uh, but rather they'll take the blood and give it to the high priest. So the high priest once a year would take the blood of all the sacrifices of the whole nation into the holies of holies and present it to God. Remember we said that. Now, we said also that even though uh, the animals were, were not being eaten by the people, they have to burn it thoroughly because it was a burnt offering unto the Lord. Now, even though it was a burnt offering, God still wanted them to present to him a sacrifice that has no spot or blemish. Because when you look at it in technicalities, God was not going to eat that lamb in the first place. They were actually going to burn the whole thing. So why would God say, if you're bringing me this lamb, it doesn't have to have a blind, one, one eye blind or uh, maybe a broken leg or something because God was not going to eat it. Are you following me? He wasn't going to eat it. At the end of the day, they were going to burn the whole thing into ashes and then it's just going to go to God as a sacrifice. But God was very specific as to the kind of offering that they must bring to him. Are you following me? And we also looked at Abraham, how Abraham was asked by God to sacrifice his only begotten son. And Isaac was placed on the altar, not as a dead human being, but he was living. And then we did say that, you know, in this day and age, God wants us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And as a living sacrifice, you have your own will. Are you following what I'm saying? You have your own will. And remember the qualification for an altar. Number one, an altar needs a wood. Number two, the altar has to put in order because God expects order from us. And then number three, fire is required. There has to be fire on every altar. Because without fire, your sacrifice is not complete. So Isaac, uh, 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 Isaac said, Father, here is the lamb. Here, here is the wood. Here is the fire. But where is the lamb? And, and Abraham said, God will provide himself a lamb for a sacrifice. And you know what happened? The Bible says that Abraham tied Isaac and put him on that altar. He put him on that altar. And one thing I love about Isaac is that Isaac did not resist his father. Amen? Yeah. He did not resist him. 
Isaac had his own will. Isaac could have run off. Isaac could have decided not to allow his father to tie him and put him on the altar. But Isaac allowed his father to put him on the altar. And you know the end result? There was a voice from heaven. God provided for himself a lamb, a ram caught in a thicket, and it became a replacement for Isaac. Now, whilst I'm there, let me say this. There is nothing that you give God that can outgive God. Are you following what I'm saying? There is nothing. You know, there is not, that's why in this church, we don't place emphasis on giving. You know, we don't tell you you have to give this. Now, for us as a ministry, uh, it's our custom that once every month, at the end of the month, we come with a thanksgiving offering. Why do we come with a thanksgiving offering? To thank God for keeping us in our jobs. Some people have been laid off in your job. But you have to understand that the reason why you still have your job is because God has favored you. It's not because of your qualification. Because some people have been laid off from your job who are more qualified than you, but you are still there. So we come with the heart of gratitude and say, Father, thank you for what you did for me this month. Now, as you do that, you are thanking God for what he will do in the coming month. Are you following what I'm saying? So that's why we bring Thanksgiving offering at the end of every month. It's not that God needs that money. No, it's, 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 it's a question of your heart. What's in your heart? What's in your heart? We don't take two offerings in the church. We only take one offering. What's in your heart? He said, so where does all this offering go? What we do in this church, you have no idea. If we have to tell you month by month, our expenditure, you'll be shocked. You heard yesterday testimonies of people seeing our advert on TBN and on TV station. Those TV stations don't say, I like this pastor's face, so we're going to put his advert on the TV for free. No, it costs a lot of money. Are you following what I'm saying? The gospel is free, but it runs on the wheels of finances. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And, And let me say this. Let me say this. The devil will never tell you to give. <laughs> the devil will never speak to you to give. As a matter of that, matter of fact, every time God tells you to give, the devil will tell you don't give. <laughs> and let me say this whilst I'm there. Let me say this whilst I'm there. If you really want to know the voice of God, you can know the voice of God through your giving. God only speaks to those who give. (laughs) So people who don't give, God don't speak to them. He said, Pastor, what are you saying? 1 Kings chapter 3 from verse 2. To five. First Kings chapter three. I want to show you something very important. 
God only speaks to those who give. Now, the story is about um, Solomon. Solomon has just taken on the throne of his father. Uh, my wife and I were doing Bible studies on Solomon. And uh, just one verse, uh, we spent, we, yesterday we spent like four, five hours. No, we started, we started uh, on Friday. Just one verse for hours, one verse for hours nonstop. And yesterday we were continuing for about three, four hours or five hours and she started dozing off on me. <laughs> the, previous, the previous day, she was dozing. We were doing Bible studies till I think about 12 or 1, 1 a.m. And she was, I said, it's okay, you go to bed. We'll continue tomorrow. So yesterday we continued again and she couldn't handle it. I said, it's okay, you sleep. You know, so we were studying about Solomon and how he took over his father's throne and so on and so forth. I don't want to go into that because it's so much. So at this point, this is going to be Solomon's first offering that he's going to give to God. And I want you to follow something very important from verse 2. The Bible says that meanwhile, the people sacrificed at the high places because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. Verse 3, the Bible says that, and Solomon loved the Lord. Now, if you don't love God, you cannot sacrifice. It's only people who love who give. Amen? And have you noticed that when you love someone, you don't consider cost? Have you noticed? When you're really in love with someone, you buy something that is very exorbitantly expensive, but you don't feel it. Why? Because you love that person. So the Bible says, and Solomon loved the Lord. Walking in the statutes of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places. Verse 4. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. I want you to take note of what he offered. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. On that altar. Then verse 5 is key. The Bible says that, and at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give you. And you know, the end of the story, Solomon asked for understanding and wisdom, and he became the greatest uh, king ever. Now, at what point did Solomon hear the voice of God? After he had sacrificed so God doesn't speak to those who don't understand giving. That's the truth. I'm telling you the honest truth. And listen, I'm not teaching this to get anything from anyone. Please, I don't teach anything in this church with an ulterior motive. Never. Never. I'm teaching this to change your level. 
the moment Solomon offered a thousand burnt offering, the next thing that followed was the voice of God. That's why I'm saying that the only people who can actually or really hear the voice of God are those who give. Non-givers hardly hear the voice of God. Check through scriptures. I don't just get up and make statements. Check, check through scriptures. Everyone that God has been in constant communication with has been a giver. Name them. Solomon, a giver. Isaac, a giver. Abraham, a giver. David, a giver. Name them. Name them. Name them. And you, you'll notice one thing that all these people had one commonality among all of them. They were able to hear and identify the voice of God. So the devil will never tell you to come to church and give. Praise God. Amen. I said praise God. There are sometimes God tells me to sow some seeds. I don't tell my wife because if I tell her, she can't handle it. I just obey. Because do you know that when, when God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, if Abraham had told Sarah, Sarah would have said to, to Abraham that he's crazy. He wouldn't have obeyed. He would have, Sarah would have looked for a way to tell Abraham, this is definitely not the voice of God. This is the voice of the devil. Yeah, and every time I have obeyed God in giving, I have moved to the next level. Every time. Not once, every time. Amen? Amen. Last year, during covenant, we gave everything as a sacrifice because that's God's word. He said, gather my people unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So I wouldn't be able to tell God's people to do what I haven't done. And this is the first time you're hearing this from my mouth. And I gave, we gave everything last year's covenant. And then God started opening doors. Major doors. Globally, major doors. I mean, things that God has done for us we are actually, he's doing some things for us right now that is on speed. Some some things that are on speed. How did it happen? Because a voice from the Lord came, we obeyed, and God did. That's why in this church we don't raise any special offering. If you give, if God tells you to give one pound, That one pound can be multiplied into a million to do a billion things. Have you noticed we don't raise offering to buy anything in this church? We don't put pressure on anyone. No, that's not, you don't want to come to church and you are thinking, today, are they going to raise a special offering? (laughs) Today, what, what special offering are they going to raise? Special offering from Psalm 121. (laughs) <laughs> give her 121 pounds 
offering. No, we don't do that. We want you to come to church, you know, without any pressure. We don't even check who is giving and who is not giving. Praise God. We would, now listen, in this church, we'll teach you the word. Your responsibility is to do the word. When you do the word, you see results. For instance, we declared a time of prayer and fasting. It's for the whole church. But I know some people are not fasting. Praise God. But I'm not going to come to you and say, why are you not fasting? When you fast, it's to your own benefit. Are you following what I'm saying? When you fast, you are, you are actually purging your, your body, your spirit, and your soul to align yourself to hear clearly from God and to experience testimonies beyond human understanding. So we have to present our bodies as a what? As a living sacrifice. Not as a dead sacrifice. Living. And anything living will cost you. Amen? Anything living will cost you. You think when, when Abraham was taking his son to that altar, he was smiling and laughing? No, I'm sure he was crying. And God was specific. God said, now this happened after Ishmael has been sucked out of the house. God said, now take your son, your only son, Isaac. God was specific. So when God comes to you and say, give your Isaac, and say, I bind you, devil. No, that was not the voice of the devil. That was the voice of God. And let me say this, you can never outgive God. Now, in most cases, God tests what's in our heart. Because everything you give to God, he'll give you back more in return. Always. Always. You said how, Pastor? Turn with me to John chapter 6 from verse 5. John chapter 6 from verse 5. The Bible says that when Jesus had lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him. And that's why I declare going to happen in this church from henceforth. Great multitudes will be gathering in this house. From far and near, everywhere Solution Chapel gathers, this will be our testimony. A gathering of great multitude. And they will be coming from everywhere. Hallelujah. So a great multitude gathered, came unto him, and he said unto Philip, from when shall we buy bread that this may eat? You see, this is a genuine pastor's heart. A genuine pastor always wants to feed the sheep. Did you get that? A genuine pastor always wants to feed the sheep. So when the multitude gathers, it's not a time to fleece the sheep. It's a time to feed the sheep. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? When they gathered, one thing was on Jesus' mind. Where are we going to get food from to feed all these people that they may eat? That was what was was on his mind. Yes, you might have gone to other churches 
and they had programs and the purpose of their programs was to fleece people. But right here when we gather, the purpose is not to fleece people, but to feed God's people. Say a good amen. amen. Verse 6, the Bible says that, and this is said to prove, to prove him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered to him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, there is a lad here. I love that. There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so great, among so many? Verse 10, the Bible says that, and Jesus said, make the men to sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to his disciples and his disciples to them that were sat down and likewise of the fishes as much as they will. Now I want you to notice something very important there. The Bible says that Jesus took the five loaves and the two fishes and what did he do? He lifted it up and he gave thanks. That is the secret in this ministry. Thanksgiving will always multiply the little that you have. God gives you one pound, thank God for that one pound. If you don't thank God for the one pound, he won't give you two pounds. God, you ask God, God, give me a million pounds. And God gives you one customer who brings you trouble. You say, but God, this is not what I prayed for. Give me a million pounds. But you don't know that within that troublesome customer, there is a million pounds in there. Instead of you thanking God for that customer and say, Father, thank you. This customer is troublesome. But I know that you send him or her here for a purpose. And as you begin to thank God for his or her life, things begin to change. That troublesome customer brings you one, another customer, and then another customer, and then another customer, and then before you realize that one million pounds that you ask God, he's given it to you through all these customers. How did it happen? Through thanksgiving. Jesus had only five loaves and two fishes. Only five loaves. You pray and ask God to give you promotion. He demoted you. Thank God. You pray and ask God, give me my own house. You were evicted. Thank God. As you do that, guess what he's doing? He's testing your heart. He's checking what's in your heart. He's checking, if I give this one X, Y, Z, will he or she be grateful? The Bible says that, and Jesus, after he had broken the loaves, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. Verse 12, the Bible says that, and when they were Field, he said unto his disciples, gather the frag- fragments that remain, that nothing should be lost. Verse 13, therefore they gathered together, them together, and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of five belly loaves 
which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. How many loaves did the little boy bring? How many loaves? Five loaves. And how many fishes? Two fishes. But look, at the end of the day, after 5,000 has been fed, how much basket of loaves did they take back? How many did they take back? How many did they take back? How many did they take back? Twelve baskets of bread. And guess who those twelve baskets of bread are going to go to? Who are they going to go to? Who are they going to go to? The boy, of course. Because he gave his first offering. He sacrificed his five loaves. He sacrificed his two fish. But at the end of the day, Jesus gave him back more than he gave to God. That's why serving God is not a waste. Coming to church on a Sunday is not a waste. Coming to church on a weekday is not a waste. God is actually making your life better. <laughs> Say a good amen. amen. Hallelujah. God as a matter of fact, every time you come into his house, he's making your life better. Your life is becoming better. Your life is improving. Your life is getting more nourished by the word. Every time you come to church, God gives you a word. You learn something new. There's an advice in the word for you that makes you skip some dangers along the way. Hallelujah. So, God wants us to give our bodies as a living sacrifice. I always tell young people, you know, keeping the marital bed pure before you get married is a blessing. Say amen. amen. It's to your own advantage. See, if I preach in this church and I tell you live holy, are you leaving it for me? Who are you leaving it for? For yourself. I will not benefit anything from your living of holiness. That's true. That's the truth. Because I have learned it and it's benefiting me. So I'm sharing with you what is benefiting me. So, when you are told to live holy, it's not as if they want some, nobody wants anything from you. It's to, now, in the, old, in the Old Testament, God told them specific things not to eat. Don't eat fat. Don't eat, you know, some of us wake up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and we have a big, big, big bowl of food with lots of Fatty acid. <laughs> With lots of big meat. And, and most of us like the part of the meat that is oil, oily. Yeah. You know, when you go to the shop to buy the meat, you're looking at the part that has <laughs> lots of oil. Yeah, God is, God is saying... These things you are eating is killing you. It's killing you softly. And so God should just leave us to enjoy 
It's killing you. It's killing you. Some of us, it's sugar. We, one tea, one cup of tea, we put 10, 10, 10 spoons of sugar. I said, I, 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 love, I like it sweet. <laughs> Some of us, our breakfast is biscuit. Our lunch is biscuit. Our dinner is biscuit. Our dessert is biscuit. <laughs> it's killing you softly. You are dying softly. You are dying. You are dying softly. <laughs> are you falling? So God is helping you, but you think that God is denying you of your best delicacies. No, He's helping you. He's helping you. Say amen. amen. I'm preaching good, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't come to church this morning for the pastor to tell me what to eat and what not to eat. Me helping you, man. Me helping you, man. Me helping you. Me helping you. God is using me to help you. <laughs> Because we want you to live long. I'm not going to bury anyone at a young age. We are all going at 120 years old. At a good old age. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we take a month aside in every year for you to just fast. Only one month. Only one month. <laughs> Some of you, we are fasting by in the church. You are eating right now as I'm preaching. <laughs> Praise God. I'm preaching good today. Hallelujah. Yeah, only one month. So a pastor doesn't know how hungry I am. No. Do you know that fasting have health benefits? Do you know that? Has lots of health benefits. Because the body has to go through a system of detox for it to be healthy. You've been eating every day. Only one month. (laughs) This thing I'm saying, some of you will live here now. You put your, your chicken in your oven before you left home this morning. You put your roast in the oven. And you get home now this afternoon. You're going to sit on that dining table. And this when the pastor is preaching will be ringing in your mind. Say, don't mind pastor. Pastor doesn't know us. You are like Esau. You are selling your birthright. So God says we must present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Present your bodies. Bring your body under subjection. Let God do new things in your life. Let your Christian life be enjoyable. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And as you do that, God will bless you in Jesus' name. 
Did you receive it? Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293 Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbeji for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Orekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH117EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go.